audacity okay three two one we're live um yeah so we're sitting here talking about our favorite beer Caden hasn't drank it in a few weeks because uh he made this commitment yeah and i'm talking away from the mic so i could have uh i definitely could have broken it tonight but i guess i was sitting there thinking i was like i have five fucking days left i commend you I really do, you know. I five days. I'm gonna be more pissed with myself if I drink it because then tomorrow I'll be like, even it's so it's so fucking dumb because it's a month. But when you make a commitment to something and you're like, stead like you've been doing it for a while and you're so fucking close, it'd be like, it'd be like, well, I want to be able to run ten miles, and you like get that you get your certain time, you and you're 9. like point five, and you're like you're like, well, this should be good enough, like. When am I really going to run 10 miles in real life? Yeah. It's the same It's the same idea for me. So it's like I committed to it, so I'm going to do it. vacuuming? Yeah. Let's see if it's picking Weird. up on the map. Very little. Yeah. Um, anyway. Uh, yeah. So we were trying to find the alcohol percentage on this, and um, there isn't any. But... I have a theory about that is we're like kind of near this transition where uh, I think the new liquor law for um, alcohol alcohol percentage in beer yeah takes place in November 5th, I believe. I don't know. Um, it's in November. And uh, so they're allowed to pump it up. But... They had to make something to make money in the meantime. Yeah. So this is kind of like, okay, we're going to make this. We're not going to put the percentage on it because uh, people buy this, clearly. And we don't know. Uh, what if it had zero? What if they came out and they're like, this has zero alcohol and it's placebo? Well, then I would be astonished because I don't <laughs> feel like I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, honestly, uh, compared to with how I've been drunk before versus how I feel now, um, I would be very astonished if they were like, this is placebo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but Powered I, by I think placebo. this might be a ploy because of uh, the switch. Could be. And they're like, well, we need to continue to manufacture at this lower percentage. Yeah. Because... We need to make money. Right. But the switch is coming up in a couple weeks. So we we have to have something on the shelves to make money. But if this is put out there before the switch happens, uh, no one's going to buy it. Versus like, okay, we'll put this out. Put November this out. 1st. Yeah. We'll uh, here you go. Uh, the Utah Department of Alcoholic Beverage Control say it. No, no choice but to destroy the old unsold brews after november 1st destroy that's so ridiculous so we're bumping up from three point whatever to Wait. five point uh, to five percent so it has to be up to five percent but it doesn't say anything below a certain level so why do they have to destroy it like why can't they sell it as just normal beer because that's that makes what, no fucking sense. It's not like we're banning everything under 5% now. Yeah. Yeah. That makes no sense. Yeah. 
up to 5%. So I think with the way that's worded, this is a way to get around it. So it's up to 5% now? Yeah. I thought it was like 4 point something. I feel like the number changed seven times when this whole debate was going on. Um, so right now we're only at like three something. 3.2. 3.2. That's a big jump. That's almost yeah. double. Yeah. Yeah. So um, this is going to be vastly different in the coming future. Uh, we're going to save more money. You know what I'm hoping for? What? To get more product. Oh, yeah, that'll happen. Sam Adams will be widely available at your local Walmart. Because um, <clears throat> there's a beer from a uh, brewery in San Diego that I really like. It's called Red Trolley L. Okay. And it's made by Carl Strauss, and um, it's a Red L. Okay. I love that beer. Yeah. Like, so um, I've, I'm pretty sure I've mentioned this before, but... Uh, I didn't really start drinking until I was probably about 23. Okay. Like anything. Yeah. Um, and so my first beer that I really grew to enjoy was Red Trolley by Carl Strauss. It's just like super smooth. It's got like this nice caramely texture to it. I can't really describe it other than that, but that's what I first started drinking. And I mean, I don't know. It's only California I've beer ha- I've tried is eight oh five. I was not impressed. Oh, you need to try Union Jack. Yeah. Well, you're not an IPA guy, huh? Not really. Okay. So it depends. Like, it depends. Uh, it, yeah, it depends. So you wouldn't like Union Jack. Um, I'll tell you what, 801 and 208 are better than 805. And I, I just, I'm not a fan of 805, dude. I tried it. Uh, it's 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 weird. It's different. It's different. But I don't think you should label it with your zip code if it's not like the best you have to offer. I don't know. That's probably true. Um Eight oh one's fantastic. Yes. Two oh eight. I think I think I like two oh eight better. Uh, could I've be, never tried it. Well, w- when we go to Idaho, I'll have to uh, get you some. You can we go should to do a, it as part of the documentary. Yeah, you can go to a bowling alley and get fourteen percent beer and bowl. Jesus, that reminds me of uh, Village Pizzeria on Coronado Island, in San yeah. Diego. Yeah, you could buy like. Nine to fifteen percent beers. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. I I bought a beer, didn't check my ID. He was like, "You look old enough." He gave it to me. Go out on the freaking uh, bowling alley, drink, drink, bowl. No one's saying you can't have this on the floor because this section of this line indicates that the licensing can't proceed. Fuck yourself. There's no law of, like, if I wanted to order four on a platter, I could walk out of there with four <laughs> beers on a platter just for me. <laughs> you, you know what, though? Um, bowling is a, a, a sport, quote-unquote. It is. Uh, that's often, like, overlooked. Uh, I think it's fun. I, I enjoy it recreationally, yeah. for sure. Um, not going to join a team, but yeah, I mean like even, 
I would probably even be willing to join a league. Really? Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's just, uh, it's in in my opinion, that's a good time. I don't know. Some leagues, some teams within leagues might take it super serious. Yeah. But uh, I liked mini golf, dude. Mini golf was fun. I fucking kill that shit. I love that game. That um, and bowling. I like them both. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing I. I really want to get back into is like playing in uh, just a pickup softball league or baseball league. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I look back at all the times I've been bowling and, you know, it, it's always been enjoyable. Even if I do or perform like complete shit, it's always been enjoyable. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. Especially when you can drink too. Like it's just fun. It's just like Yeah. This yeah. if you have people to like talk to and make fun of, like, ah, oh, you fucked up with the thing, fuck like yeah. that kind of shit is fun. Yeah, yeah. Um I had a friend that was part of a bowling league back in the day. Really? She was super good at it too, so she obviously took it seriously. Um But for me it was all just about hanging out, talking shit, you know. Yeah. Yeah, bowling. My grandma was a professional bowler. She like played on a college team. <laughs> she did. She consistently rolled eight or three hundreds. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's ridiculous. And then she had a stroke, and now she can't really walk. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, uh, she had multiple strokes. Actually, very dire and terrible. But hey, what do you do? It's age. Um, now uh, she smokes part a lot of, of its age. Now, now she smuggles a lot of pot into northern Idaho, and she's good. Um, she doesn't live up by all those neo-Nazis, does she? She lives in Coeur d'Alene. So, yes. So, yeah, probably. Okay. I don't know. Yeah. Coeur d'Alene is known for its neo-Nazis. Is it really? Yes. That was always the really liberal place that I went to. Really? Yeah, because Idaho is very conservative, and you went up there, and there's like a bunch of dudes with ponytails and music shops, like glasses. Really? Uh, coffee. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Coeur d'Alene is known for its neo-Nazis, Could or be. at least somewhere close to it. Could be. Um it's right next to Spokane, Washington. Okay. Spokane's not the, you know, best. It's not the best Washington has to offer. I'll say that. Well, I mean, I don't think there is a best I think Washington has to I think offer. Spokane's like the... the Maybe like Mount the, Rainer. Uh, I think they're like the West Valley of... Yeah. I think that's what they are. I don't think Spokane is like... They're highly, the West Valley of Washington. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean... Okay. It's like the Compton of... Yeah. Although I hear Compton's not that bad anymore, so I don't know. Dude, it happens in cycles, man. Uh, it happens in cycles. Where I was living, if Liz and I had chosen to st- stay there for even one more year, I bet we would have gotten $50,000 more off that house. Yeah. Uh, I talked to a lady from Red Redmond, Redmond, yeah. Redmond, California, Northern California. Yeah. She, she was just like, I'm ready to get out of here. She's like, I'm ready to leave. Was that at work? Yeah. Is she deaf? No. No? Nope. It's a nurse. Okay. It's a nurse uh, who called for her deaf grandmother. Okay. So, yeah. No, it was interesting. Um, I mean, unless it's my wife or possibly my future children, I'm not taking care of a damn soul outside of work i'll yeah, tell you yeah, that yeah, yeah. right now um yeah 
my grandma's great. My mom's horrible. My dad's awesome. I will pay somebody happily to take care of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'll do. See, I'm just hoping that my parents... I wish my parents would get their shit together health-wise so that they could be like the the couple that power jogs when they're 85. Yeah. And then they yeah. just pass away one day and you're like, oh. Well, I guess it was their time. But then you have the ones that like just treated their body like shit and they're like sitting in the tub and they just shit themselves in the bathtub. <laughs> like, deal with this. And I've they just don't give a like yeah. That. They just don't give a fuck. They're like someone else will take care of it. I've had plenty of patients like that. Yeah, if my parents are like that, not going to be happy about it. Um. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I honestly I probably sound like an asshole. It's because I am. I don't give a shit <laughs> if this happens to me. I'm going to be so upset and only worried about myself. <laughs> People might think that about me too, especially when it comes to my mom, but you haven't had to live with her. I mean, like, seriously, I talked to my dad. He's been divorced from her for over 20 years, and he still has PTSD. Well, and what does she <laughs> refer to him as? The sperm donor. Exactly. So, <laughs> I mean. And I've never told you that before, I don't think. Mm-hmm. You told, me, you told me that. You told you said that on a podcast. But. Oh, I can't remember. Um, but yeah, like she refers to him as the sperm donor. Yeah. And she she did that my entire life until I got to know the guy. Remember? That was the episode we checked the closet for your ex. For my, for Ashley? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were like, you're like, you don't have to, you, you can say his name. He's not going to appear. I was like, look, I'm going to say Mike's name, Ashley. Oh, no, no. I was, I was, uh, talk, that was, um, I was talking about John, her ex-husband currently. Yeah. You talked about him, but you also said the sperm donor too. Oh yeah. He's not, he's not Voldemort. It's like, he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not Voldemort. You can say his name. I'm going to say Ashley. Is she in the closet? <laughs> nope. Not in there. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, but, you know, come, come to find out, my dad's a great guy, dude. Yeah. Like, he's an excellent human being, and, uh... You were deceived. Yeah, my whole life, dude. My whole life, I was told, like, he didn't want anything to do with myself or my brother. Um, I know that's completely different now. Uh, my brother, uh... He's a special case. Like, he doesn't really have a relationship with my dad, but he also doesn't with my mom either. So, um, he's, he's in it for himself at this point. Like, he, fuck everyone else. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, like, well, he's in that mentality too. He doesn't really need it, right? He doesn't really need that support in his current situation. Well, I, I don't either. Right. But I mean, like he's got the confines of his family within the military. Like he's in it every day. Yeah. Like he's kind of got that reassurance. He's got a family of different type right now. Yeah. And that's how I was too, I guess when I was in, um, but not to the, uh, not to that level. Like, uh, a few months before I got out of the military, I kind of lost it, and I wound up in the ER for mental reasons. Mm-hmm. 
and my command sent somebody to sit with me, and they're like, <laughs> who do you want to come sit with you? Uh, it wound up being um, Michael Nelms, but um, I was like, I don't fucking know. I don't like any of you people, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I, I picked Mike because... Just cause, I guess, yeah. you know, like, but yeah, I mean, <laughs> my brother's all about that life, I guess. So, yeah, well, he'll have to adjust one day regardless. It's true. So and it's a hard adjustment too. A lot of people don't think about that, but it's, it, it really is. Uh, and he seems dialed to a hundred too. Like if, even if you were only dialed to like. 75 coming back down from that can be hell but imagine going like a hundred and then cranking it back on that yeah it's like after 20 years it's like you get out and you're like what the fuck do i do yeah you only wake up at like freaking however early for so long before you're like oh i don't have to do this anymore i can wear what i want i can that that's that's what i ran into as well like when I was in, I was waking up at like four o'clock in the morning, every fucking morning. I lived for like several several years off of just a few hours of sleep a night. Yeah, like three to five hours. And you get up that early, and you're like, "Where the fuck's everyone else?" Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you're you're awake before fucking businesses are open. Mm-hmm. You're like, "What the fuck do I do with myself?" Yeah. It it is such a weird feeling, dude. Like it is so fucking weird. Or you go from uh I mean I've adjusted maybe a little more than I should have, but you go from having to get a haircut every week. Every single week, literally. Yeah. To where like today was the first time I had my hair cut in probably seven months. Haircut every week, shaving every day. Yeah. I haven't shaved, like, truly shaved with a Bic down to the skin Yeah, in years. Uh, what What else do you have to do? Pressure clothes? Yeah, iron constantly. Shine um, um, your shoes? I still do that. Okay. Um, it, it's kind of meditative for me, actually. That's fair. Like, well, it's... It's probably a good habit to have. I mean, regardless. Well, it, it isn't it? isn't because like no anyone who's had to shine shoes in the military like they can shine them like no one's fucking business and you can bring that shit to a mere finish uh like where you can see your own fucking reflection in it is that necessary in the civilian world no um used to be Maybe. Uh, I think back in the 50s, that was more of like a, you'd maybe, get your ass beat if you didn't. May, maybe, but uh, like I, I still do that from time to time just because it's, uh, it, oddly enough, it's relaxing okay. to me. Um, and if, if you haven't been there, you haven't been there. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of military men and women that can... Uh, sympathize with that yeah. sentiment. So, yeah. Oh, dude, I want you to talk so badly to this kid named Austin that I work with. What's his last name? Lang Langston. Okay. Um, he was talking about how his 
cousin is in the army as a medic and he got sent home. They got sent home. His whole freaking company. No, his whole what platoon? Is that what it is? Okay. How many people is that? It's not a, it's not very many. Like 20? 20 uh, to 40? You're looking at more than that. Okay. Uh, yeah, you're probably looking at about 60. They got sent home from their orders because two guys died from an IED. Okay. And apparently the whole the whole platoon was traumatized from it, so they got sent home. From deployment? Yeah. Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. So, and then they were talking about, he was talking about like simulated, like, like getting people out of a car. And then I told them the story about you in the car. Where I almost stabbed a guy and cut off his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> and he's like, yeah, he had severe, or my, my, uh, my cousin had severe PTSD that had to be like taken home and like, and I'm sitting here like listening to the difference between what it sounded like in the army and dude, the army cool. Like if you serve this country, awesome. I yeah. have not done that. Hats off to you for serving the country. But from what he told me and from what you've told me, it is two fucking different sides of the coin, dude. Um, like, and Cause, this is cause I was, yeah. I mean, I was in a situation where I was like, you know what? I might get set home because I fuck my body up in this situation. Yeah. But I'm not getting taken. Right. Like, that was my mentality. It's like, I'm not going to be a fucking newsreel somewhere. Yeah. Like, well, okay. And this is why I want you to, I, I wish you would talk to him is because he's like, I would go in as an officer, never go in as an enlisted. I was like, why? It's like, because officers get respect and you actually have a path of like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And then he would look at me like this. I, I pretty much did the same thing. <laughs> and he, he looked at me like, <laughs> "Okay, what level of awesome officer are you talking about, dude?" Well, like, and I explained of the dynamic between like staff sergeants <laughs> and like O twos, and like that's a mentor to you. Like you look at these enlisted guys, these SNCOs, they're they're your fucking mentors. And if you come in and you start bossing people around, you're going to get no respect. And he like couldn't comprehend that that was a thing. <laughs> Bring him on, dude. I should, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bring I'll, him on. I'll ask him. I'll, I'll fucking light him up, dude. I don't give a shit. Just make sure I have a, like maybe four beers in me before we start. <sighs> I just thought it was really funny that he has this. <laughs> he has this thing of like, I the officers are treated this way, and this, 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 duh, and these low life. Nope. Yeah. Nope. I straight up looked at a, at a lieutenant one time and called him boot tenant. That's funny. What rank were you at that point? E5. Okay. Nothing happened to me. That's funny. I was like, I was like, I, I boot tenant. And he was like, excuse me? I was like, you heard me, sir. And he wanted to be a, yeah, you, you would, uh, yeah, you yeah. should talk to him. He wanted to be a medic in the Navy that is on like a, a helicopter or whatever. Okay. Uh, very rare. And then his wife wouldn't let him, he, his wife won't let him do it. His wife won't let him do a lot of so things. So he's a bitch. Yeah. His wife I'm, won't let him do a lot I'm, of stuff. I mean, like I'm, I'm at a point in my, my life. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I still pretty much do what I want. Um, my wife and I are a team. Yeah. 
she's never going to tell me explicitly not to do something. Right. And she trusts me enough to where, like, if we don't have the money for me to do something, she knows I'm not going to do it. Yeah. But if... It's a Mormon relationship for you, man. If I... As much as I would never do this. Yeah. If I were to look at her and be be like, Liz, I'm re-enlisting. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, okay. Yeah. Because you made your decision. Yeah. See, that's that. There's the distinguishing factor. Is he tells me he wanted to join the, uh, uh, what is it, CIA or FBI? One of the two. He's like, my wife won't let me. Why? Because because her dad was a cop and it was too dangerous. Well, it's like well, it's like well, you can go in as like an analyst or like computer science. Yeah, you want to do con- multiple different facets. Like, she won't let me do it. I've talked to her. She dismisses it right away. Follow like, what you want to do. Man. That's exactly what I told him. You know what he tells me? He tells me. You make compromises when you get married. You, you do. Yes. Yes. Don't mistake that for getting cucked. Yeah. Because yeah. there's a difference. Yeah. There, there are compromises that are made. Mm-hmm. For instance, my wife and I, the first house we lived in, I was like, I, I, I showed her on a map. Yeah. Like, straight up was like, we do not live in this area from... This street to this street, east to west, and from this street to this street, north to south, we should not live in this box. Mm -hmm. She found a house that was super cute that she wanted to live in. I said, okay. Two years after we moved into that house, her car got stolen out of the driveway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, (laughs) um, But uh, it's probably my phone dead wonderful um or you know like you make other sacrifices like hey babe i need a new car okay Mm -hmm. well i guess i'm not gonna buy that rifle i wanted or yeah that makes sense new computer i wanted or whatever yeah you know like you do make compromises that way yeah but when it comes to your career, I've never made Liz compromise for that. Yeah. Um, and she's never made me. Right. Would our life be easier right now if I were working full-time? Absolutely. Yeah. But three years from now, I wouldn't be where I wanted to be. And right, she sees that. So that's a compromise on her part. Like, if you're always the one sacrificing, it's not a real relationship. It's just someone taking advantage of you. That's the problem with Mormon relationships is because they get in relationships and get married. Because, you know, in Mormonism, you can't participate in uh, fornication. Fornication? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't do that. So what you do is you get married. That's unfortunate because fornication is nice. You put up with whatever the fuck they say just so you can get some. When they decide, and 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 that's the whole point of marriage okay. for them. Okay, so let me let me shed just some light on on that. I'm married. I've been married for almost nine years. I've been with my wife for almost eleven. I don't have sex anymore. But the, the, our relationship, if it were built on that, would not fucking work. <laughs> Yeah. 
But that's why a lot of Mormons get married, just so you know. Like, that's that's their determining factor. So they can have sex. Yes. Interesting. So people will come back from their missions. I, I it, was, it was common for them to get married within two to three weeks of being back from someone really? that they did not know beforehand. Really? Common. Very common. Because that's the next step. Then you start a family, and then you that's, work things out. You work things out later. That's not. That's not good. No. My, my wife and I were talking about this last night over dinner, actually. She's, she brought up a friend of hers or a former friend or something. Um, and she was like, she, her exact words were, um, she's just a good little Mormon girl. Mm-hmm. And she lived with her parents up until she... Up until when she got married, yeah. and then she moved out and lived with her husband, and she didn't have any of that period to grow as a person yeah. on her own. Right. And not only that, like, it, if that's the only reason why you're getting married to somebody, that that does not. Well, they say it like you grow together and you learn about new things together. And your whole thing is you have to be with somebody else. Your whole mission, right? You're with a companion the whole time. It's about never being alone. That's Um, what they don't want. So codependency. Yes. Because then if you're codependent on a person and you separate from that person, who are you codependent with? The church. church. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. Like... You know, it's a cult, man. I do feel like there's a, it, it is a gray area and it's like, it's walking a thin line, but I do think having sexual encounters before marriage, son of a bitch, <laughs> are, are just as a as important as marriage itself and like really um as bad as it sounds it's like i'm i'm not telling you to go out there and like whore yourself around as a man or a woman yeah um but having like two or three meaningful relationships it where you're physically intimate emotionally intimate intellectually intimate with the other person is is super important, man. Like, yeah. um, you know, uh, yeah, okay, I, I don't get a lot of action now. Okay, whatever. But I'm, I mesh with my wife so well on those other levels that the physical part of it is just a bonus. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what a relationship should be like. Right. Totally agree. Like, um, I I mesh with her so well intellectually and um, emotionally. I I can sit down with her and we could talk about nothing for hours and I'm perfectly happy. Right. Or we can have a super in-depth conversation about politics, religion, ideas whatever have you and that works just as well as just sitting there with her yeah and and being in a space with her in the moment 
and it's it's almost the same as being with her physically like it, all these three things are like they're they're like the same yeah and and that's what you should want out of a relationship it shouldn't be like oh man i was away from home for 2 years and now this is the first piece of action i can find and so i'm going to marry it and yeah, hope, like hope things work out. Yeah, it's like like and we're we're gonna build our relationship off of having children and just figure it out as we go along. That's that, that that's not okay, man. Like that, it's but yeah, it literally gives you no time to think and develop yourself. Correct at all. So when I when I met Liz, um, I wasn't even looking for a relationship. Yeah, I wasn't mm-hmm. like. Uh, my, my ex had left me a few months prior. Um, and I was like mostly over it, uh, still working through some of my, my thoughts and feelings about it, but I was mostly over it. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it, dude. Like I'm going to be me. I'm going to figure it out. And my best friend invited me. To a house party. Mm-hmm. That's where I met Liz. And then I didn't see her for three weeks, and I just kind of kept living my life. And then I went on a date with her, forgot to get her number, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and continued living my life. And now, you know, fucking ten and a half years later, here we are. Yeah. I mean, like... It it was a really interesting circumstance, and I felt like that period of time, that like year of mm-hmm. my life, yeah, uh, not necessarily intellectually, um, but emotionally, taught me so much about myself and how to be like reliant on just mo- like if she left me right now, it would suck, and I would be hurt over it, but having gone through that before with somebody that I thought I was going to spend the rest of my life with that I was with for four years prior. And then having that one year of downtime and figuring out like you can do this on your own. Like that is such a big deal in my opinion. Yeah, I know. I think so. Cause like, honestly, how many people can go to the movies by themselves? Not many. I do it all the time. Yeah, I, I go as well. The only movie, most of the movies I've, like, I would say out of the past five, three of them have been by myself. Yeah, you went with Liz and I. To, oh, that's right. Okay, to that yeah. one. But. I've, I've been to a couple with you guys. I went to Star Wars, two Star Wars with you guys, and then. That one with uh, Bill Murray and Adam Driver. Yeah, I forgot the, about it. Like, it's a zombie movie. I can't remember yep. the name of it. Yeah, Went on a date one time. Like, literally one time to a movie, because that's, like, fucking... Look, when you're single, the movies nowadays is not a good choice. I'm just saying. Well, and and if you're single, embrace it. Like, seriously. Like, I enjoy it. Like, use it as an opportunity to grow as a person. Um, oh, I enjoy the hell out of it. Like, if if Liz left me tomorrow... I wouldn't know what the fuck to do. <laughs> yeah. I, I wouldn't even know how to begin dating. I'm not used to Tinder. Tinder didn't exist when I started seeing Liz. <laughs> no, we'd have to go start going to like freaking bars. Yeah. We'd have to go and, to clubs actually. Yeah. And 
And I, I wouldn't even know how to go about it. But you know what I would know how to do? What? Be myself. Yep. Yep. And that's very important. Oh, yeah. For sure. Now, now the, 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 yeah, it's just fucking ridiculous. The the dating game now, you, there's so much competition and the idea of like going into a club and what to do and like how to act to just be present socially. Cause you have to stand out. It's peacocking now. You have to like peacock. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I, I appreciate the fact that you bring that up because the first time I ever heard that term was from a roommate Liz and I had in California. His name's Steve. Yeah. One of the best friends I've ever had. Um, I was the best man at his wedding. Um, but this is this is uh, we were live all living together, and he had a girlfriend at the time who was living with him as well. And uh, this guy showed up that she knew, and he was like wearing this just outrageous fucking shirt. I can't even remember what it was, but I was just like. I couldn't figure it out. Like I couldn't put my finger on whether or not he was gay or yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What, like what the fuck was it's going a talking on. Talking piece. Yeah, what was going on with him? And Steve was like, "Oh, I think he's just peacocking." And I was like, "What the fuck is that?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like it's like a peacock that has their feathers out, looking yeah. for some action. It's to get attention. Yeah, yeah. And I didn't pay the guy any attention <laughs> at all. Um, yeah. I think he was trying to get attention from uh, my roommate's girlfriend or my wife even. Mm -hmm. My wife thought he was a fucking idiot, so (laughs) there you go. Uh, (laughs) Which is one of the reasons why I love her. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I mean like that was the first time I heard this term and I I, I didn't even understand what it was. I was like, what do you mean peacocking? He's like, you know, just trying to show off, you know? And I was like, I was wearing a fucking stupid tank top like that, showing off. It's literally, it's it's a subconscious thing. It's a, it's a social dynamic of people looking at you and being like, oh, that guy doesn't give a fuck. Because that... That is an underlying trait of attractiveness for a lot of people. So, so what's the difference between that and actually not giving a fuck? Because it's like me. It's being fla- It's being like loud about you not giving a fuck. It's like, it's like come so, come at me and the, challenge me. But, but that says that you give a shit. In a different realm, yes. It's more of like a. It's putting it out there like I'm so confident that I'm gonna do this, and if you don't believe how confident I am, come call me out on it. That's so. So for me, like I genuinely don't give a shit. Yeah. I didn't get my hair cut for seven fucking months. Yeah. Well, and I'm guessing, if I were to guess, you probably get hit on more than you realize it, too. Really? Yes. Because that's that's the difference. It's the, between the people that don't that, that truly don't give a fuck and the people that are loud about not giving a fuck. The people that are loud about it know they're getting hit on, and they play it to their advantage. And the ones who don't, just like, I don't give a fuck, and they, they go through life. <laughs> But uh, I mean, <laughs> that's probably it. Me could then. be early in early on in your in your life too. You could have gotten hit on or like didn't get certain like you didn't understand certain social oh, no. cues. So no, you're no, like, that's for sure. That's what, that happened a few times because I was talking to my dad about this girl before I met Liz. Um, I had just barely reconnected with my father, and uh, there was this girl I was kind of hanging out with at the time, and I went over to her house and watched a movie like 
middle of the fucking night. Yeah. And I was like, personally, I was like super tired. And I was like, I'm just going to sleep on your couch. It's not safe for me to drive home. She's like, no, come sleep downstairs with me. I was like, no, I'm good on the couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, I, and I literally meant like, no, I'm fine on the couch. And my dad was like, how many signs does she have to give you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, she wanted you to sleep with her. And I was like, well, <laughs> I slept on the fucking couch. Yeah, dude. It's just part of it. Like, that's it's then, totally good. It's fine. <laughs> like, like, that's a thing, too. Women fucking want what they can't have, too. So that probably even made it worse. And then they'll get mad about it. And then they'll get like... I, I, I stopped talking to her shortly after right, that. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's funny how it works like that. It, it, like, the movie was actually pretty decent. It's called Coven. If yeah. you ever want to look into it. Dude, that's exactly how I was too. Is because I was more focused on the movie. Like, I'm like, we're watching oh, movies. No. Like, this is what we're fucking doing. No, like, I was sitting there. I was uh, drinking some uh, vodka and cranberry juice with her. Like, her and I were just sitting there drinking, watching this movie. And I was like, um, that was back when I rode my motorcycle fucking everywhere. Regardless of the temperature or the weather conditions. Yeah. So my motorcycle was parked in her driveway, and I was like, uh, I've got work tomorrow. I don't I don't think I'm safe to drive home. I'm going to sleep on the couch. And she's like, well, you know, you can come downstairs into my bed with me. And I was like, no, nah, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> 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 my dad almost fucking slapped me. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I got some stories. I got to piss, though. But, uh, yeah, so um, he's like, how many how many signs does she need to give you? Uh, I, a couple weeks went by. Uh, I stayed in contact with her. I'm, I'm in contact with her now, kind of. But uh, a few weeks went by, and she just started seeing somebody else. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like... That's, I guess, the level I'm on. I'm either... I, I would probably pick up on that now. However, I'm married now. I'm not single. And back then, I wasn't even trying to play the field or anything. So that's probably part of my, my problem. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I hope... Caden gets back soon. Uh, her name was Kimberly. Uh, like I said, the movie was, I think, The Coven or something along those lines. It was something about, it was like the pseudo-horror drama movie that was about, like, energy being passed on from, like, the older members to the younger members. Uh but yeah, uh, I I don't remember that much. But my dad was damn near ready to slap me at at that point in time. So yeah, <laughs> I fucking love it. It's amazing. Yeah, no that that whole process. Mm. Yeah, no, I uh, I don't know that that whole thing for me. I was late to the. I was late to the game, dude. I had, 
I remember just in high school, it was just so awkward and like didn't know how to deal with anybody, let alone women. I had no idea like how to, I was just get so nervous all the time. I'd just be like nervous all of the time. And it was because like I was so sheltered as a kid, right? So I was, I was like put away like Rapunzel. And honestly, in high school and whatnot, or like I remember in elementary school, like I would get like picked on like stereotypical like girls liking you, like picking on you, like teasing you and all this stuff. I got that a lot. But then I let my own like psyche trip me out and be like, oh, people hate me. Like people hate me all of the time. And I got older in high school and I was still like so insecure about it. So like even when people would hit on me, I would just think I would be, I I just thought I was being made fun of. That was my whole experience in high school. Really? Is I would get hit on, but I was so not confident in myself that I would just be like, fuck. I would get like red in the face and be like, oh my God. Oh my God. So I will say one thing about my experience with Kim. Uh, Because of that and my dad calling me a fucking idiot. Uh (laughs) Uh-huh. It it showed me that I uh, needed to pay more attention to certain cues. Okay. And that's probably half of the reason why I'm with my wife today. Because I wasn't just like, oh, no, I'm good. (laughs) You know? like. (laughs) Well, I think there's... Because now now I detect... I detect the cues now, and I deliberately fucking ignore them. And yeah. a lot of people will say that sounds crazy. Let me explain, right? Went on a no, da- it doesn't. I went on a date with a chick to Lagoon, right? And right. She was supposedly a virgin at the time. That's what she told me. And she was like, yeah, I'm just thinking, I, I just think I'm going to pay someone to take my virginity because I want to I want to lose it really bad. And she like looked at me when she said that and I was like, oh, I know what this is. I was like, do it. What do you have to lose? Or I said something like that. <laughs> I like just dismissed it. Just dismissed it. And I kept swiping her hand away, swiping her hand away, swiping her hand away. Where was she going for? Just like trying to hold your hand or? Oh, no, 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 no. We were past that point. Like like, me, for one thing, I will always do. I I look for for signs of should I continue. First date, always try to kiss. Always. I always do. Oh, I I don't do that. Really? I'm a gentleman. I'm a perfect gentleman. I'm a gentleman for the first whole date, right? For the whole date, but then I go in for that at the end just to see. I see where I, I'm not afraid of rejection. I'm not afraid of it. Uh, I'm not afraid of rejection either. I'm afraid of being me tooed. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, see, not. I don't know. I, I, always, <laughs> I always at least try. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. Uh, I at least try. Even on like, went on a date with a girl when you guys were at Yellowstone. Kissed her. I was like, uh, not only my thing. She like swore a lot. That really turned me off. Like a lot. Like it was really? every other word. It was like fucking this, fucking this, like ghetto swearing. Okay. So I'm going to say this kind of quietly. Uh, but there's a, a girl that I came in contact with in the military while I was in. Yeah. Swears like a sailor because she is. Yeah. <laughs> And um, if I weren't with my wife, I'd be actively pursuing that. (laughs) 
Really? Yes. So that doesn't that doesn't bother you? No. <laughs> For me, it was just like I, it was the way that it was used. It was just like so ghetto sounding, and I was like, I'm not really because what I look for. Let me say. What I look for more than anything is intelligent conversation. If that's missing, oh, the yeah, physical okay. attractiveness is hard for me. So, so you can have an intelligent, and it might sound counterintuitive, but you can have an intelligent conversation and still use vulgarity in it. No, I no, no, and I wasn't correlating that. I completely even like forgot about that. My number one attribute that I look for, like even if the person's super fucking hot right if they're a dumb shit they're they they went from a 10 to a four to me really that's the literally that's the first thing i look at instinctually okay i want to be able to have a conversation that goes beyond like what's your favorite fucking post malone song (laughs) and that's hard that's hard to fucking find dude yeah i'd have more I'd, i'd probably have more luck picking up at a library than i would a club Dude, you should come to Whitmore with me every once in a while. Is there a lot of them there? Uh, no, I'm. I'm a lot just of saying, cute girls there. Uh, there are some. They they're usually uh, working with uh, Down syndrome people. Oh, okay. Uh, I I don't know. I I think it's like this home health service or something. But whenever I'm studying at Whitmore Library, uh, there's women about your age uh coming in with people that are like you can just like they they have down syndrome and uh they're in there helping them pick out books or movies or whatever to rent or not rent but borrow yeah. and see yeah. that's 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 some someone i would pursue that or like a journalist someone it has to be strong it has to be a strong woman that's like number one for me. Cause if I have someone who's like codependent or like doesn't do shit besides they want to go to parties and concerts and that's all they want to do. I can't do that, man. So my wife doesn't really want to do concerts or parties, but I think she's a very strong, independent person. Yeah. we should go on like walks with the dogs by herself, no problem. Yeah, and she and, did that when we lived in South Salt Lake. Right. <laughs> like Yeah, no, and that's a good attribute to have. Um but if I if I were to disappear tomorrow mm-hmm. or or ask for a divorce, which I wouldn't I would not do. Um at least for sure right now. Um, she would be fine. Yeah, she she genuinely would be just fine. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, that's hard on anyone. Don't yeah. get me wrong. Like that's a, a hard thing to have happen. But she would be fine. Uh, she she would be able to pick herself back up, which is. A big, it's a good quality to have. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so, uh, but the this person from the military that I'm talking about, maybe we could get her on at some point if I can convince her 
to travel to Salt Lake for God knows why, other than to be on this stupid show that we host. Yeah. Uh, um. Yeah. She. She's a person that. Uh, I think I've talked to to you about her before. I'm not sure if I've talked about her before on the podcast or not, but. <laughs> Liz moved back to Salt Lake ahead of me. Mm -hmm. And I I had known her for years through my brother. Like, my brother went through not basic training, but core school with her. And then I was at my... Because of that, I knew her. Okay. I was at my first command with, with her. And then I was at my second command with her. Um, And she stayed in the San Diego area because of her kids. Uh... But, uh, like I, I hung out with her a, a lot when, when Liz moved back to Salt Lake to the point where there were like rumors about us. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, nothing ever happened, there but were rumors, yeah, the rumors, um, Good but God, <laughs> we almost got kicked out of a theater together because we went and saw 50 shades of gray together and made fun of it the whole fucking time <laughs> right when it first came out Ugh. so uh yeah i i mean alicia she's a good person but um swear, swears like a sailor because she is one yeah well i mean if that's everyone's different dude like i just i don't actually swear a lot unless i'm around people that are okay with it or not even okay like if i'm in a normal situation i don't i don't swear a lot see and and for me i'm actually surprised because we haven't been swearing a lot today yeah on this yeah yeah and we normally do that's true um and i guess it's because the situation doesn't call for it exactly exactly and we've gotten into some pretty deep conversations this time i think too yeah yeah um and i i feel like that's how um a lot of my friends are nowadays is like they really they don't swear unless the situation really calls for it you know like if i'm in the situation like if i'm playing if a casino or whatever like you're playing whatever it is that's fine like you're with the boys you're hanging out cool speaking of which i want to have a texas hold'em day that would be awesome if we could do it if we could set it up where there's mics too and we could play while we're podcasting yeah that would be badass i've got a i've got a full set yeah ready to go yeah we should do it if we could get a a, like a poker table and just get one of the blue yetis in the middle because it captures 360 degrees we just have one mic just go maybe when we build the next studio yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. This table's gonna have a special place in my heart, though. I <laughs> know. We could just what we do is just dismount it from the base and then make this the center of the poker table. <laughs> just make it something like just put, make it make it a big clock. Putting <laughs> it on the back after tr- almost starting it on fire in my garage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. This would have to be stuck into the center of the poker table, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. One hundred percent. 
Or maybe we just cut a chunk of wood out of the table and then put this in a glass frame and hang it on the wall. Yeah. So it's just a, the knife just stuck in a, a cube of wood. Yeah, I'd be okay with that for sure. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I don't know. Swearing to me, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't. Oh, I have it, no fucking problem with it. It doesn't bother me like if I just hear it, but if it's every other word where it's conscious to me, like, oh, this girl has no other words in her repertoire. Oh, fucking nasty. So, so yeah, like it, it's really funny because um, I I swear a lot. Yeah, you're not surprised by that, and anyone who's listened to this for any length of time isn't surprised by that. But when I was in the military, like, I got complimented on my vocabulary quite a bit because really? I never swore. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, I, I swore from time to time. But it was like, like you're drinking. Yeah. Ramped up after the, after the Navy. Yeah, yeah. So um, I, I made it a point to try to sound more intelligent than my peers mm, okay. all the time uh, when, when I was in the Navy and... I remember specifically on deployment, this Marine was like, Doc, you have a really robust vocabulary, like more than normal. And I was like, thank you. I read books. <laughs> I'm educated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, and, and for some reason, like, when you're able to pull off the same feats that your Marines have to do and and stuff, and but you sound smarter than them, they they trust the hell out of you. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Doc can hit a target at 500 yards, you know. But at the same time, he sounds smart as hell, you know. Yeah, yeah, okay. I can see They're that. like, oh, he's one of us, but he ain't kind of a thing yeah. <laughs> like it just works i don't know that's weird man <laughs> what that's weird how that works yeah they're like okay yeah he's he's he <laughs> well i the, think it, the thing i used to tell them was stronger than a sailor smarter than a marine there you go <laughs> i think it just comes down to uh it, it does it, it's first impressions i used to be so against this i was like i'll just be who i am i'll do whatever but first impressions like when you when deal. you walk in the room the first thing they see that's how they correlate you the rest of your life like the, that first impression that burns in like how you're dressed sets a precedence for the rest of your relationship with a correct person. correct and uh i don't know when i meet somebody that's just like swearing constantly subconsciously i think less of them even though so do you think less of me no because when i first met you you weren't you didn't swear up front like that it wasn't until i got to know you that you felt comfortable in doing that like you don't go into, i'm professional right you don't go into smith's and you're like to the to the counter of like you've never met the person like uh yeah bag up these fucking groceries and uh here's my <laughs> piece of shit card like it's not <laughs> it's just not how but some people do that yeah. like they'll just be like <sighs> You'll hear him out loud like, fucking Sabrina fucking did this shit, fucking bitch. Like, yeah. out loud. Yeah. And you're like, oh, that piece of white fucking trash. 
Right, right. And uh, see, I just did it there. I just projected a swear word onto her for swearing. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But anyone who knows you is cool with it. But I'm just saying the people that swear off the hinge with people they don't know, that's where I'm like, that's crazy to me, so, man. I I have a funny story about that to a couple actually. So, um the first one was I was in basic training mm-hmm. and we were getting ready to do like our final test which um I'm technically not allowed to talk about but we'll just say it involves um staying awake for 24 hours after having very little sleep and doing all the stuff that you'd be expected to do to keep a Navy ship running and survivable in wartime conditions. I'll just say that. Okay. Uh, And we were going around our compartment before we went to sleep, and we were, like, saying a little prayer. Like, everyone had their little thing to say. And I swore (laughs) during my prayer... (laughs) Um, I don't know if you've heard 80 guys laugh all at the same time before just 80 dudes, not in a comedy club, just like 80, just straight up 80 dudes all laugh at the same time. But, uh, yeah, we were all taking turns. It was like everyone added their little piece to the prayer and I swore during mine. I was the only person in the fucking compartment that did it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah so there was that and then um there was another time i was uh in a communications class and i had to give a speech uh it was like weekly we had to give these like speeches or like talks or whatever okay we had to act like we were giving ted talks every week Mm. basically and i swore during one of those teacher didn't care at all but it like caught the entire class off guard because it, we'd been in this class for almost the whole semester. We were coming up on the end of the semester. And that's uh, part of the reason why Richie is my friend to this day is because yeah. he was like, the second you did that, I was like, I know I can be friends with this person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, like, I'm... It's really filling out the crowd, and yeah, yeah, yeah. For crowds, for cr- if it's public, s- swear words can have weightful meaning. Like you can stop a class if you've never heard a guy say "fuck" before, and then he's just like, "Shut the fuck up!" You're like, "Oh my god!" Like he said that. It kind of has that like rippling effect of yeah. like, "Holy!" I've yeah. never heard him say that before. Yeah. My my nursing class, for instance, uh, when I first did that, yeah, there was like awkward laughter, like silence. People didn't know how to take it. Now they just have a conversation with me, yeah. While I'm sitting there eating lunch, and they they don't care anymore. Isn't that yeah. weird? How an interaction nowadays, a reaction rather, is to laugh at something that people don't feel comfortable with. Like they'll giggle, but it's like. 
it's not even that they're thinking it's funny. It's just like that's the only way they know how to deal with the fear. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, uh, I, re- I remember the first time I um, kind of used any sort of profanity. And I don't do it when I'm talking to my, my instructors uh, anymore, I should say. But in this one circumstance, uh, I was, uh, we were going over uniform requirements for our like scrubs for clinicals. And they were like, I was, I raised my hand because I was like, well, I have these shoes. They're pretty scuffed up because I've worn them at work, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, well, if you can clean them up and like polish them, you know, it should be fine. And I was like, oh, I can polish the shit out of a pair of shoes. Yeah. Awkward laughter. Teacher went completely silent. Didn't know what to say. Um, yeah, and from then on, like the classes just expected me to be private joker. Well, I I don't know. Like they've just expected me to be a fucking whatever the fuck you class know? clown. Not not even that. Just like the person who I am. We've got a class clown. His name's Nick Jarvis. <laughs> Why what does he do with so funny? Um he so he's a paramedic firefighter. Okay. He sits in the back corner. And he just has like little fucking like stabbing comments at all the at all the instructors <laughs> regardless of what's going on. Oh, okay. So, um but I'll I'll straight up speak my mind in the middle of of whatever's going on. Yeah. Or for instance, uh, we, we have to do like for whatever fucking reason, uh, we had to do like a skit the other day about, um, in our pharmacology class about like certain drugs and what they're meant to do. And I was supposed to be a patient with HIV. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I got up in front of the class and I was like talking to the nurse that was supposed to be taking care of me with a straight ass face. I was, I said, so I recently added another woman to my harem and, uh, after some vigorous coitus, I'm losing a lot of weight and I just like, I don't feel well. I feel like I have the flu all the time. How did they react to that? Teacher was in tears laughing, dude. I think that's fun. Do you like it? Do you get a uh, satisfaction from getting in front of people and then like chuckling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, there's something about it. I remember doing a health class. And like I, the the person I was talking to wasn't expecting me to say that either, and they they couldn't even mediate their response. It was great, but. Yeah. I had to do something in health class one time. I was reading this slideshow, and there were, I remember just a big term came up, like a, a long 20, 30-character term. And I was like, pseudo gonna get a motherfucker. And I turned back around, cause, and I didn't realize I said it that way. And everyone was laughing. I'm like... <laughs> yeah, you're just you're just happy that it happened. Oh, dude, I wish I could be a comedian sometimes. Just, How easy would that life be? 
I think it'd be harder than you think. It would be hard, but imagine that's your job to just write stuff. You're like, oh, and God. And make, damn. like, people laugh. And make people laugh, and then you get paid, and people get a laugh at the stuff that Speaking comes out of, of your which, mouth. Speaking of which, Burt Kreischer is coming to Salt Lake in November. Oh, is he? Yeah. I might go see him. If we catch him, at, if if we go to the second show and catch him afterwards and be like, hey, let's go to this place called The Republican. It's a bar, low key. Like, come out. He'll go. Straight up. I know he will. That's the type of guy he is. He interacts with all of his fans. He's like always down to do something. Like if you were like, hey, let's go back to this. Let's go back to the house and podcast. He would probably do it. Like, hey, I have Tito's and Lemon. Like, oh, I'm for fucking it. Let's go. Like, (laughs) are you serious? Like, yeah, no. It's like, dude, we have Tito's at the house. Come back. Let's do a podcast. Uh. I think he would. I I swear to God, I think he would do it. Really? Yeah. Let's see when he's coming to town. Dude, you're gonna make me feel like a piece of shit drinking all these by myself. I really can't do it. I made a commitment, dude. Uh, I respect the fuck out of that, but I'm just letting you know. You don't have to drink them all. No, he's not gonna be at Wise Guys. He's gonna be at Eccles. I've never even heard of that. Eccles Theater. Eccles. Oh, he's he's sold sold out a. Fucking theater, dude. Okay. 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 Events. Burt Kreischer. Where's he at? He should be in November if you pull up a calendar. We're in October, November, November, November. I think it's November. Anyway. Here he is. Yeah. Oh, dude. He might be like, he might be in and out then. If he was in a club though, if it was just a club. No, I, like, th- this is a fucking, like, 1,300-seat theater. Which the crazy thing is he just did Wise Guys a couple months back. Yeah, but this is, like, like yeah, that's the theater he's playing at. He sold yeah, yeah, that yeah, out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the machine. Yeah, he's doing his Body Shots World Tour November 17th. Eccles Theater, no kidding. How much is he charging per ticket? If it's over thirty, I'm gonna say, Bert, what the hell are you doing, man? Depends on where you sit, I'm sure. Uh, oh, so like, tier three is the very top. Tier two is where I sat yesterday. Main floor. Um, so like forty to sixty dollars. I'm sorry. I think Bert's funny. I don't think he's that funny. I'm just gonna say, Bill Burr. I'd probably pay this so much. So I'm gonna say this though, also about Eccles Theater. Okay. Um, all the employees that were there last night mm-hmm. are county employees. Oh, really? So you're not paying just for Bert. You're paying, you're you're paying the county oh, to be yeah. in there. See, like that's the kind of stuff he could have done. How many people fit in here? Like fifteen hundred. Fifteen hundred. Okay. Yeah. So he could have done. I don't know though. Like me, if this is what he wants to do, a lot of comedians say that they actually prefer the clubs because it's more intimate and they'll do two shows over two nights. Well, and and he might want that, but he he probably has a promoter that scheduled this for him. That's true. That's you know? true. Um, let's see who's coming to Wise Guys. I, I need to get back. I only have been here once with you guys, and I actually like enjoyed the atmosphere of it. Yeah, the beers were kind of. Like I'm trying to get my friend to come back. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Da- uh, Earl David Reed, um, Adam Carolla, isn't that guy dead? <laughs> oh wait, I, I'm thinking of the um, 
the guy, the chef guy that killed himself. Um, Anthony Bourdain. Yeah, looks looks similar. Looks similar. Yeah. So um, my my friend Earl David Reed. He's uh, we're we're talking to him, and uh, he's he, he's playing um, in Vegas and Philadelphia right now. Okay. But, uh, hopefully he can come back, and if he comes back, I bet he'd do this with us. Sweet, I'd be up for that. Like he is a great guy, man. Like. I the so at the risk of sounding totally like just stupid and not in line with my current character of how I am uh Earl uh he dated my aunt when I was younger mm-hmm. and that's how I met him yeah and he spent I I don't even remember how long but I remember playing football with this guy he was a great guy uh, playing football with him at my apartment complex and whatnot. And, uh, like when he left, I was genuinely sad. Like I felt, a, I felt a sense of loss when he first left. Yeah. And, uh, every time he's come back to Salt Lake, he's made a point to see me and my brother if we, if we're in town. So, uh, oh fuck Mick Foley, dude. Who's that? You don't know who Mick Foley is? Nope. Cactus Jack? Mankind from WWF? No. He's on the B list, uh, the club, so I don't I don't know who this is. Go to Google. Go to fucking Google right now and type in Mick Foley. Anyway, Earl, um, I, I bet I could probably approach him after a show and be like, hey, man. I live up over here. Do you want to come over? Um, I'm trying to get a podcast started. Would you be willing to like talk to us on it? Cactus Jack, dude. Wanted dead or alive. Mankind. Yeah. This is daughter. Damn. Well, something. I don't know what the hell happened to him, but genes must have skipped he beat a generation. Himself up. If you go back and look at like the matches he was in, yeah, he fucked himself up. Really? For the sake of yeah. Um. So Mick Foley, uh, one of the. Uh, <laughs> a VHS that my brother and I had when we were growing up was called Hard Knocks and Cheap Knocks by <laughs> by Mick Foley. Hmm. And uh, it was about his time from when he was uh, Dude Love all the way up until, uh, or was it Cactus Jack? I can't remember which one came first, but he it was uh, all of his personas while he was doing professional wrestling. He started off in a Japanese, like, pro wrestling circuit not the uh not the uh sumo circuit but like the ring like the four fucking like sides ropes ring yeah um he was known for uh doing matches that involved props uh like chairs ladders okay. tables thumbtacks 
Oh, God. Uh, barbed wire. So he did it for the fame. And uh, there was one match he was in in particular uh, where the Undertaker choke slammed him, him on top of a cage. No. Okay. Uh, uh, choke slammed him on top of a cage, and he fell like probably like 20 feet and broke, broke through the ring. You can probably pull that up. Uh, yeah. There Sounds it is. This? Yeah. That's the Undertaker. So the Undertaker picks him up, choke slams him. He fall, and this was not planned. Uh, he, uh, choke slams him. He falls through the top of the cage and through the ring. Oh, yeah. Look at all those people. Look at all the refs. Yeah, like, no, it it was a legit thing. It was unplanned. Like, he got carried out on a stretcher. Oof. Um, <clears throat> like, uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm sure the video's still out there. But, uh, yeah, he... There he is with Dwayne the sellout Johnson. Uh, yeah, the rock and sock connection. I remember that back in the day. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, this guy's a fucking legend, man. Um, I don't even know if he's still alive, to be honest with you, but... Well, he is. He's coming to the wise guys, remember? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, see? And, like, so that's not just a prop in that picture. Like, he would let people use that on him in wrestling God matches. damn. Well, um, he's going to be at wise guys, so, I mean... He's, he's on the B list too, so like you, we probably get him on the podcast. <laughs> I mean, probably not that hard. Let's see here. Uh, he's in Jordan's Landing. I bet you his tickets are fifteen dollars. Twenty-five. Okay. Twenty-five. That's not bad. He's going to be here two nights, so he's got to have time to kill on the seventeenth. Go to his show. Go at the end. Hey, man, we're doing a podcast. There's beer. Come on. Yeah, I mean, he might, dude. He This guy went through hell. I grew up watching this guy yeah. um, on WWF back when it was WWF, not WWE. Yeah. And he was like one of my favorite wrestlers, man. Really? Yeah. This guy, he's he's a fucking punching bag, dude. Like, he's like Steve-O of the WWE. Yeah, yeah. Like he'd go up against Triple H, and Triple H would legit hit him with fucking sledgehammers. Jesus. Uh, back in the day. Oh, he's going up to Ogden too, actually. Back back before they got all soft and shit. Wait, okay. So he's he's charging a decent amount. Is he going up through Salt Lake as well? No. Scroll down more. More. Doesn't no, look like it. No. So he's doing West Jordan and Ogden. Yeah. Brendan Showers is going to be here. I don't know who that is. It's the other fighter and the kid guy. Okay. And then uh, Kevin Nealon. I recognize him. Yeah. Uh 
But yeah, Mick Mick Foley, dude. Um, you Crazy can probably man. even pull up video of that match with the Undertaker. Yeah, like he he gets choke slammed. The top of the cage gives Ugh. out. It was totally unplanned. Top of the cage gives gives out, and he falls like twenty feet. Hits the ring, and the ring cavitates in where he hits. So he breaks through the ring. Um, that it, sounds fucking awful. Yeah, and th- this guy did that for fucking years. He let people punish him like that for years and years and years. And all for a little money and fame. And now he's now he's doing comedy. He's a fucking hero, dude. Yeah, <laughs> in my opinion, yeah. I wonder if he sees himself that way. Probably not. It's probably like, God damn it, I wish that, I wouldn't have done like that. Like on the Hard Knocks and Cheap Knocks uh, video that yeah. my brother and I used to have back in the day. Yeah. Um, he's he's like talking about it, and he's like, you know, uh, that was what he... Uh, he made that video when he retired yeah. from wrestling. And this was but like we had the video on VHS, so that should tell you how old the video is. Right. Um, well, imagine if we get him on the podcast and just send a picture to your brother. <laughs> like my brother would lose his shit, dude. Would he really? Oh yeah. <laughs> my brother was like a huge mankind fan. Huge. Um I would let this motherfucker like if we got him on here, if like I would let him choke me out. Really? Oh yeah. I wouldn't do that. Oh fuck, I would let him do it in a heartbeat, man. Getting choked out by mankind? Are you kidding me? Dude love Cactus Jack himself. Yeah. I don't, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Don't bang, know. bang. Dude, I don't know. I don't think there's a guest that I would have that would, like, intimidate me. Like, I just, I don't know. No, I he wouldn't. In, I, I don't think he would intimidate like, me. Like, even Starstruck or whatever. I, I would definitely be Starstruck. Really? Yeah. Well, you have to keep in mind, dude, I, like... You you might not be starstruck by him. Yeah. I grew up seeing this guy on fucking TV every week. Yeah. You know, like, I was like 9, 10 to maybe yeah. 13 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watching this dude. That's with, fair. That's fair. Yeah. Like, I, I would... I would, I might fanboy over it, dude. Like, I, I might fanboy over it. I don't. I might buy a tattoo gun and let him draw his fucking signature on my arm. Damn, that's far, <laughs> man. <laughs> but uh, no, like, yeah, man, mankind. Uh, yeah, this this guy. Uh, I, I used to sit there and I watched him during WrestleMania, Hell in a Cell, uh, you know, Raw, SmackDown, whatever have you. Yeah. I used to watch watch him, dude, and saw him live a couple of times here in Salt Lake at the E Center. Oh, okay. Maverick Center. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean I I don't know. I feel like the funnest guest of all time would be John Cena. Yeah. I feel like that would be so much fun because he would be just like, he seems just like a badass dude. Like, it would just be freaking ridiculous the whole time. What we should, 
and and this is all like hypothetical right now. Hopefully, we can get to the point where we get these guys on. Um, but what would be cool is to have pictures, like, of, like autographed pictures. Yeah. Mick Foley, John Cena. Yeah. You know, Keanu Reeves. For sure. But if Keanu Reeves signed a picture, it would have to be St. Keanu, the patron saint of dog lovers picture. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> The biggest thing with anything, like, you have to be confident in the in the sense that they're not going to come on unless they're a fan of what you're doing. So True. that was the whole thing with starting podcasts is because I just liked fucking doing it. Yeah, right, right. And then people gravitated towards it. I mean, even when you came on, it made you want to start your own podcast. That's the that's the whole point I started doing it because then you start doing it over and over and then people come on and they're like, oh, shit, Dr. Wimmer, talk to him. He's like, oh, like, yeah, he freaked out about it. And it, to me, it's like I don't I don't view him as any higher on the social status as a doctor. I don't give a fuck, actually. Yeah. What I care more about is his perspective in life and like what he went through and like getting to the bottom of like, oh, this is who you are. Like, this is your title, but this is what you like doing other than that. And like, this is how you think about certain things, uh, different things in the industry. You paint a perspective broader and you expose us to new audience. And that's what I care about. This is the dojo of us. Whoever yeah. walks in this door is in our lair. <laughs> like, it's it's not about them at that point. It's about sharing their perspective. Right, right, right. That's what I like about it. It, it it takes away the glamour of TV. It takes away the pretentiousness of Hollywood. It's raw. I mean, we have a camera, but we can't figure out how to set it up right now. I can. It just takes up too much damn memory, and I don't have the patience to upload it to YouTube and wait four hours for it to upload. I just don't have the patience. What if we got a second computer dedicated to that? It's The upload's all internet-reliant. It wouldn't matter. I'm sorry I have such shitty internet. You don't. It's just... Uh, <laughs> It's just <laughs> uploading three hours of HD video, regardless, takes fucking forever. And uh, just infrastructurally, there's just not enough time. It's not enough. What kind of uh, gigs would we require to do that? Like... Uh, or terabytes or whatever. What, to like store it? No, to like upload it fast. Probably like fiber. Fiber? Yeah. I had fiber at my old house. Did you? Yeah. Um, yeah, even then, though, a lot of companies cap it, so that's why a lot of them have to do business lines, which is way too damn expensive. And um, uh, honestly... You know what would be cool is if we could get that uh, that place over by Sunset. Yeah. Uh, that salt mine productions place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If we could just rent out one of those rooms dedicated to us. It'd honestly be cheaper to lease your own place. Really? Yeah. Because you have to, it's just a room and then you have to take everything out and then they rent it to someone else for another block of time. So you'd have to move the equipment in and out all of the time. That's um, true. That's true. The biggest thing, like I have a list of everything. Before I want to focus on video, I want to make sure the audio is like, the best it can be, I guess. Uh, sign out of this. Get into my Amazon account. That's it. Boom. Boom. Accountant list. God damn it, move. Uh, so you have a special 
account for just us here no i have a list a, a special list so these are the next mics i want to get the mxl seven seven seventies they're sixty dollars each i could buy two of them and then yeah i can buy some uh and then we need to get this guy which will put us in an actual position to not use software to listen to our voice i mean this has everything we need all the mic input puts we can actually wear headphones to hear each other so we like know the feedback um okay okay these are more for my own personal podcast when i get my own little set for my thing i would like to have those here too though as well really so yeah see i'd prefer this more than a table honestly having two of these and then a couch i i actually think that's a it looks so comfortable so fucking comfortable. I mean, the table's nice because we can stack all of our drinks on it. But Yeah, and then, you know, here's a little soundboard you can press for little sound effects or like the intro. You would just press one. Outro, you press a different one. Things like that. Okay. Um, so what does that look like? How much is that? 69. Okay, so 70 plus. Headphones, you know, three of these. So the 150. Yeah. So it adds up and tax season's almost here. So that's going to give me a big scroll back up on that. Sorry. Uh, you guys are listening to us do some so housekeeping. It's $180 for three of those. I could do that. Uh, plus that, that brings it to 300 and then you got this 370 plus another one. 50 so 550 around 550 after taxes for everything which and is And we not, still have to build the computer uh which we just need to go to the U actually and get a $100 computer. When do you think to, you have a uh Friday off? Um let's see here. You know what? I can try to take the first off. Let's try to do that. Okay, so I'll try to take the first off. And then uh, we can go up there and get a $100 computer. Because I'll to, pay for it. We need to get a power supply. So I'll pay for the power supply then because I got the graphics card. And then we'll just throw the graphics card in. Uh, and then I'll buy the power supply, which we'll need like a... We could probably get away with a 430 but I would say let's do a 500 So $54. So in total, put into that computer. You got the base computer, 100 bucks. That we'll buy from the U. Then I'll pick up this guy. We'll throw that in there. Put the other graphics card in there. It'll literally be a $400 computer. That's also a gaming computer. So it can kind of double. Double ass. Okay. So, boom. There's a plan there. Like, literally the whole project. Let's try to do it next week. Okay. I'm I'm dead serious. Like, I'll I'll have the funds for it. I think by the end of... Let's see. By the end of January, we could have the whole audio knocked out, like to an infrastructure level of having like all the dials, the headphones, everything set up, everything. Um, Because, yeah, I just did the math. It was like $550. It's like $225 each, which is small potatoes in showbiz. For for uh, that's just for the computer, though, right? No, that's for everything. That's for everything. Yeah. I, everything like with a computer will probably end up being like 300 each which is well and like i said i'm willing to front that because i can right now right and um you know i i know where you live 
so that's true so i can come after you if i need no to. i'm saying we both put in 300 right we would both have to put in 300 and i, I i'm in a position i can do that too so sweet you um, just need your card yeah, yeah that's, true. that's fucking true <laughs> i did forget about that so wait until i get my card uh and that's primarily long even then though like next week i can throw all down on the computer no problem yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and click on the calendar again. It's the 1st of November. So Liz will probably get paid again on the 30th, and I'll probably get paid again on the 30th. I get paid on the 1st, and then, yeah, just knock all this shit out. Um, yeah. No, we can get a lot of this shit just taken care of, and then maybe get some more foam in here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if people want to listen to this or not, but... Well, they can get over it. Yeah, I mean... This is our podcast. You're, you're, you're growing with us. Actually, so. the subscribers dropped drastically the past couple days. Really? For some reason, we got down to 17. That was what a was huge drop-off. What was it before? Uh, over 30. Really? Yeah. Listens are going up. Subscribers going down. But to be fair, this is like a refresh period, and there's a bunch of Spotify things. Spotify's not tracked. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, and we don't advertise this at all. But once we get this infrastructure set up, all this shit set up, we'll start putting money in advertisement. Yes. Then yes. I want to yes. see us at least at 1,000 subscribers within the next couple months. And I think that's possible. What, like by March? Yeah. Yeah, 1,000 by March is very, very easily obtainable. And at that point, it's not just a silly little thing. Like when you have 1,000 plus subscribe, 1,000 plus people listening to you, that's kind of, uh, it's a different ball game. I should invite Kenneth on. Yeah? Yeah, my, my um, former stepbrother, he runs a podcast of his own called... Uh, late game podcast i believe um it's about board games and stuff uh but yeah i i know he's got a decent following behind him he just barely started but he's he does more about advertising than we do we don't really advertise we're just relying on word of mouth right now uh so if you're still listening to us if you're um part of those 17 people that are still subscribing or listening or whatever, then thank you. Uh, seriously. Um, I mean, we're doing this more for us than we are you. Like I'll probably be 60 and still talking to Caden over microphones. And if people are listening, then they're, <laughs> they're listening. If not, then that's fine. Cause I enjoy doing this, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like, if if you're still listening, um, thanks, uh, seriously, we're, we're really not expecting to make any money off of this, but if we can, that'd be great, you know? Uh, go, go to our numbers really quick, and let's see, like, the difference here. Okay. Uh, like no, just 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 to see what caused the drop here. 
uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm probably going to continue to do this. Is so there's total listens. It's kind of like a form of talk therapy in, in a sense. Total for the year. Total in the past week. Ooh, uh, past month. Again, we don't. I haven't advertised this at all. Yeah, we do, we don't advertise that much. We're not we're not good at that. We don't get our we don't push our name out there heavily. I'm, I'm good at that, but again, I wanted to make sure that this was like something that we were going to stick to, and it has been something we're sticking to. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. that's that's what I primarily wanted because it doesn't it. it, it I wanted to make sure we were consistent with it before we start pumping money into it. Because if we disappear, we're we are then obligated. Like if we have a following, we are obligated to do it. Well, we have at least seventeen people, which is uh, go, scroll back up again really quick. So seventeen subscribers, fifty-five listens, five listens in the last seven days. Yeah, zero feedback. So um, I don't pay for the feedback, so that's. That's, okay. That's okay. Okay. Well, if you guys do have feedback, uh, send it to cheapshotdiscussions at gmail dot com. Yep. Um, we will happily accept feedback. Uh, however, like I said, we're not doing this for you. We're doing it for us. We enjoy doing it. I mean, over the past month, we had an average of one listen a day. So, I mean, that's that's good. Um, it's better than. I mean, there's been exponential growth from. From August to we had 24, and then it went up to 30. So it's growing by not doing anything. So uh, did we switch over to this new platform in August? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Right when you moved in, Which right? we got shit. We didn't get anything on that one. On uh, Anchor. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Anchor was a piece of shit. So, yeah. um, we're on Pinecast now, yeah. uh, but yeah, I mean like seriously, you guys, uh, anything, uh, send us anything, uh, we're willing to talk about it, uh, we're willing to have you on if you're local or can make it to us. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't even know what to say. Uh, we're going to continue to do this whether you like it or not. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, hopefully you like it. Uh, what's the current score? Nationals versus, uh, Astros. I'm going to guess five to one. Four, four one. to one. Still, what inning? They're Is done. It, that's final. Okay, so Astros took game three. There you go. Uh, looks like we're gonna have another game. Yep. We at least have to have two more. At a minimum. So, great. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and uh, next week I'll be able to drink on the podcast. 
because my I'm sober... I'm looking forward to this. Yeah, my sober October is <laughs> over. And it's great because in the meantime, I quit drinking and I picked up smoking. So there you go. There's a, there's a great trade-off, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Liver damage versus lung damage. You right, gotta balance exactly. that shit out. And then I'll be able to get off... Okay. It's funny, though, because I kick cigarettes so easy. It's one of the easiest things I can kick, but some people have such a fucking hard time I'm one of it. them. Really? I, I had more... T- uh, honestly, what did I have a hard time with? Nicotine... Ni- I'll say nicotine in general is fucking hard for me. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. very... It's the hardest addiction. Weed, I've not craved weed once since giving it up. Uh, alcohol, yes. Oh, Yeah. Alcohol, yeah. the first the first th- two weeks were fine, and then I'm like, oh, I'll be good. And even almost tonight, it just kind of creeps up. Alcohol is a medium for me. Nicotine's the highest one. I've never had something right. more. Or actually, caffeine. Caffeine and nicotine. Those yeah. two. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, well, you have a nicotinic receptors in your brain. Yeah. Pe- like, everyone has those. And it's the, I can't remember what it is with caffeine but caffeine displaces um uh neurochemical tr- like transmitter or right. whatever yeah, in, yeah. In, hyperactivity in, between neurons in your brain and that's part of the reason why people get uh addicted to it i can't remember what the name of the the transmitter is but well it's a nootropic just like nicotine um and it's primarily addictive because like you create a new baseline in your head right right of what acceptable energy is and coming off of it i think that's why excedrin was probably developed is for caffeine withdrawal probably guess probably i mean in the hospital we have caffeine drips really yeah iv yeah, caffeine. I did notice my anxiety went away completely. I don't really have anxiety anymore, which is interesting. I, w- I will say this about your uh, um, usage of marijuana, though. I do miss sitting on the back porch and Just talking, talking while while I get talk about space. Gradually, my mind goes yeah. into like freaking yeah. hyper, yeah, deep hole mode. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that's how I plan on quitting cigarettes. It'll take five days of just smoking weed, and then it, the plant will tell me, "You got to stop doing this," and I'll be like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. It sounds crazy, but that's how it no, works. No, no, dude. I, I I really do miss that, and um, you know, one of these days I'm gonna have a hot tub or hopefully a sauna. Yeah. <laughs> we can just go. Hot box it in the sauna, man. Ooh, I don't like hot boxing to this day. I don't like that shit at all, dude. Because you get in, like, if you're in a car, you, first of all, your vision goes. And then you get, I, I don't like being warm. I don't like that warm, like, if I feel like trapped in my own body. What type about feeling. a sauna? No, that see, that's fine. But when you're, when you use weed, it accentuates that. So you feel like you're almost being suffocated. If you're, if you're warm. Okay. So it's a hard thing to explain, but like hot boxing, because you're breathing in THC as your normal air. Yeah. So you go to a level that's like beyond normal. The Jetsons. Yeah. <laughs> I remember me and Anwar and this girl named Mandy, 
one time did hot boxing. We met in a Walmart parking lot in American Fork and we started smoking a blunt with this string called Blue Dream. And we were driving around and all of a sudden I just remember the last thing I remember was just I remember Anwar laughing like a hyena. He was like, <laughs> Mandy was up front, death gripping the steering wheel, and I'm in back, and I just remember him turning around, just staring at me, just smiling, just. And apparently, I said something that like got him to look at me, and she was driving in. A, we were in a cul-de-sac at this point. She was just driving in the cul-de-sac in a circle. Like, you need to find a fucking uh, parking lot or something. She's like, I, I'm freaking out. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. She's like, turn on the AC. It'll make you feel good. So we turn on the AC full blast. And like five minutes goes by. And she's like, I'm really cold. And I don't know why. <laughs> like, the air conditioning's on. Oh, turn it all the way to the hot. Same shit. Five minutes later. It's really warm in here. So anyways, we get to a Home Depot parking lot. We're the only ones in the parking lot. She's parked in like four spaces. All the windows are rolled down and the lights are on. And it was like me teleporting to these places. There was like a lapse and just gone. We're in, we're in Home Depot looking around. I'm like, I think it looks kind of suspicious. We're sitting in this Home Depot parking lot with all the windows rolled down and the lights on. And everyone's like, yeah. Yeah, it is kind of suspicious. So then we moved. We literally went across the street to the Lowe's parking lot and did the same fucking thing. <laughs> so, <laughs> and then I convinced her that uh, it looked like a castle. I was like, doesn't Costco look like a castle? And they both like, yeah, it does look like a castle. <laughs> oh, dude, I torment the fuck out of people that uh, claim they're like stoners. And then they get to that point and I'm like, you're in my world now, motherfucker. <laughs> This is my realm. Well, I I, I wouldn't do that with you. Obviously, I, I I don't know anything about that. Obviously, uh, but yeah, I I really do want to build a sauna on this property. Yeah, see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's what hotboxing is like. It's like sitting in a sauna. With, yeah, all that shit I just said. Yes, that's what hotboxing does to you. Okay. okay. Fucking awful. Time yeah. travel. Yeah. Yeah, uh, rolling up on an hour forty-five. Yep. Um, I think we should probably edit this a bit, get rid of that. Uh, first of all, the hour forty-five thing. Oh, dude, we're gonna have to mark it. I don't have the time to go back and listen to this whole thing and cut. I'll do it. Like honestly, the whole point of like. If you listen to long-form podcasts, they talk about all of this shit. Like, Joe Rogan does it. Like, like say, upgrading and stuff? Oh, yeah, dude. It's part of the rawness. It's part of, like, the human side of it. I'm not okay. trying to be a... I'm not trying to be a NPR production or, like, a... Um, like, any of the, like, radio shows, they have this, like, serious undertow. It's like, Jane walked into the room and said something and then it has a woman read it and it's like it's so scripted to me and so fake okay i okay. i i really like the raw uncut and people like that too yeah well i mean this is a co-thing so oh 
John Davis message. Sorry, hacked. Wasn't me. What? Ignore that. Wasn't me. I got a thing before it says, I think you appear in this video. Look at it. I'm really impressed. Confirmed? And then below that it says, hacked. Sorry, ignore that. Oh. With pleasure. Yeah, well, it's John Davis. Ignored. <laughs> but really, that's the nice thing about, un like, the whole, oh, what's going on here? Alex? Get out what's of here. What's he want? Posting on the Wiener Boys page. Oh. My phone's dead, so. No, can't control that. I I mean, I, I could have, but I didn't. Yeah, the, gov <laughs> the government's already turned it on. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, well. Let's see if yeah, and we got to be at the liquor store in twelve hours. It's a very pressing event. <laughs> <laughs> we can actually. It's very, do. it's very important. Got to get to bed by one a.m. Get my eight hours in because I got to be at the liquor store at eleven. <laughs> we'll go to the get we'll some go. coffee and then you drive down. Get some whiskey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You Dude, my phone's not doing the like reserve battery thing. Really? Yeah. I'm holding down the power button. Nothing's happening. It's real dead. It's like for real. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we can call it here. Eleven sure. twenty. This has been Cheap Shot Discussions with another episode. Oh. Of cheap shot discussions with Caden and Dallas. Um, send us your shit. Don't. Whatever. Uh, like I said, we're probably going to continue to do this until we pass away. Because, I mean, listeners are nice, but we're really doing it for ourselves. So Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. All right. We'll, we'll see you next episode.